Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. It's your host, Charles Eth, and today we're going to be sitting down with Sam, aka SBF Alameda. It's his name on Twitter. Um, and he's the CEO of FTX, which is a crypto exchange, and then also the CEO of Alameda Research, uh, which is a fund that does about a billion or so dollars in volume, trading volume per day. Uh, you've probably seen them on the BitMEX leaderboard. I think they're in, they've taken fourth and ninth, or they're at fourth and ninth right now in uh, total profit, and they've made about 7,000 Bitcoin in profit in the last eight months. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a couple things. We're going to be talking about, you know, SBF Alameda, I mean, sorry, <laughs> Alameda Research um, and, you know, kind of what they are, what they do. We're also going to be talking about the exchange that got set up, FTX. Um, and most importantly, um, right around the middle of the show, we're going to be talking about this sort of gamification in crypto that we've seen uh, with some of these trading competitions. Uh, FTX has had a couple already that they've run. And then on the 1st of October, they're starting a month-long competition uh, called the Battle Royale. Uh, so we're going to be discussing that, some of the prizes, um, how you guys can get involved, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're also going to talk about you know what the exchange has um, in their pipeline for the next 12 months. And then we're going to finish with some tips um, that Sam has on how to become a profitable trader and some of the reasons he thinks that you should make the switch to FTX. Um, and then to wrap everything up, uh, we're going to do a quick q and I put up a tweet, um, and that tweet just said, you know, if you guys have any questions for Sam, drop them here. I'm going to read through every single one of those questions. And I want to start doing this as a way to get you guys involved, because um, I have my questions that I always kind of answer or ask. Um, and I think this will be a great way for you guys to get your questions out there, because um, sometimes those don't get answered on social media sites. But, you know, that's enough of me talking. Um, let's get into this and uh, let's get Sam to talk about some of it. So, Sam, before we really get into things, um, can you just give us a little bit of background on yourself and then Alameda Research as well? Um, I know you're pretty well known in the space. Um, if you look at the BitMEX leaderboard, you guys are, I think, fourth and ninth on the leaderboard. Um, and you guys have made something like 7,000 Bitcoin. Um, and for anyone who's listening at the time, that's equivalent to about $56 million um, at the time of recording. So if you could just give us a little background on, you know, both of those, that would be super awesome. Uh, just so my audience can understand who yeah. you are. Yeah, definitely. So, um, uh, you know, I guess I would before this, I was trading, you know, ETFs at Chain Street Capital, left that in 2017 to start up Alameda. Um, and. Uh, you know, it's a quantitative cryptocurrency trading firm, which means, you know, just basically a combination of arbitrage, you know, quantitative strategies, liquidity fighting, OTC trading in crypto, trading something like a billion dollars a day globally on, you know, something like 30 different exchanges. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, BitMEX is uh, is one of them. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's been going for something like uh, two years now. And so that's that's sort of you know first business in crypto, and then uh, about you know six months ago or so, um, started up 
FTX, which is a uh, crypto derivatives exchange. So yeah, you you had a lot of experience prior to trading crypto. Uh, you said you were trading uh, ETFs, and uh, you guys have a number of different you know strategies that you guys use. Um, and you also said that you're doing about a billion dollars per day, uh, which is you know unheard of for most people. Um, and a lot of the guests I have on here, are, you know, I, I would say small time. So it's uh, it's awesome to sit down with you and speak about this kind of stuff. Um, and you said it started about two years ago. And then you said as of about six months ago, um, you've got that derivatives exchange FTX. So can you just talk to us a little bit about why you created FTX um, and some of, I'd say, the core values that it was founded on? Um, and then can you also give yeah, us... definitely. Do you think you could also give us like some of the products that you guys offer? Yeah. So uh, you started up you know, FTX about six months ago. And I think a lot of where this came from is, you know, trading with Alameda Research, you got pretty frustrated with the current derivatives exchanges in crypto, felt like there's a lot of room to improve on them and that they were, um, you know, sort of uh, clunky to use in a lot of ways. You know, one example of this is clawbacks. Obviously, there's a ton last year. One example of this is margin being a pain to manage on a lot of them, especially between uh, multiple different, uh, you know, futures where you have to separately manage each one. One of this is just a lack of innovation in the space where there sort of weren't any new products released. It was just the same old batch of things, um, you know, basically just quarterly and perpetual futures. Um, some of this is, you know, uh, not even that many coins had futures on them. And, and so just a bunch of things combined. And we felt like there's, you know, a pretty big opportunity for innovation in the space um, and that, you know, there's uh, the the current, uh, you know, products just weren't offering everything that, you know, that we and others wanted. And so, you know, given sort of all the experience that we had dealing with them, it seemed like we had a pretty good opportunity to uh, to try and improve on on the current offerings. Yeah, you talked about some of because you guys are a massive fund. You're trading, like you said, <clears throat> uh, you know, a billion plus dollars a day. Um, and so you probably understand firsthand more than most do some of the kind of downfalls of these other, you know, exchanges. Uh, you talked about them being a bit clunky um, and margin being a pain to manage, uh, sort of lack of innovation, and uh, also the fact that not many coins had futures. Um, so do you just think you could talk about a couple for my audience? Because um, I've gone through the exchange myself and kind of looked at it and taken a look at what you guys offered. But for my audience, do you think you could just talk about a couple of the different things that you guys offer? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one thing that we have, which I think is kind of cool, is these index futures. So, you know, if you wanted to, for instance, just get short, you know, mid-cap coins in general, uh, you can do that by, you know, shorting our mid-cap index, which has, you know, things like, you know, BitTorrent and uh, ADA and, and Stellar and things like that in it. If you wanted to, you know, say, buy some ICO, but hedge your exposure to uh, sort of, you know, the ICO sector in general, you could you could buy into it, but but uh, hedge by shorting our shitcoin index. Um, and, you know, if you sort of were bullish on, on alts versus BTC, you could, you know, get long alts, which is our altcoin feature against short Bitcoin. And so what these are is they're basically features which expire to the average of, of a bunch of different coins and let you sort of easily trade sectors of the crypto industry. So... Uh, you know, we also have an exchange token in index if you think those are going to do particularly well or poorly. So, you know, that's sort of one direction here. Um, another thing that I would, 
you know, say is that we have, uh, uh, you know, we've got these leverage tokens, which are basically ERC20 tokens that give you leverage exposure. So we have these, you know, plus and minus 3x tokens, we have plus and minus 10x tokens. And so basically, you know, it's a way to put on a leverage position without having to manage, you know, margin or anything like that. You just, uh, you know, a spot trade and the token manages that for you. Um, so sort of an, another cool product that we have. Um, and then we uh, recently released our first options contracts. Um, and what these are, is we call them move contracts. And uh, they're basically uh, con you know, futures which expire to the amount Bitcoin moves in a day. And so you know, here I'm looking at the uh, uh, October 1st move contract, which is trading about 215 bucks right now. And, and what that means is that you know, this thing's going to end up turning into a number of dollars which is equal to however much Bitcoin moves tomorrow in absolute value. So if Bitcoin goes up or down, it doesn't matter just how much it moves. Um, and uh, and so it sort of you know lets you lets you bet on how volatile markets are going to be, how much things are going to be moving around without you know needing to know which direction things are going to go. And I think it's you know one of the nice things is it's basically an options contract. It's a, a straddle for those uh, you know, who have experience with options, but but it's really clean and easy to understand. Like you don't have to think about, you know, black shoals or something. That's just this is how much Bitcoin moves tomorrow, in, in dollar space. And um, and so you know we're hoping that it becomes sort of a a, a kind of default uh, way to hedge and place you know sort of bets on volatility. So just uh, for a little recap for my audience, uh, a couple things you talked about there were these different indices that you have. Uh, you've got like the shitcoin index and the altcoin index, uh, midcap index, and you've got these leverage tokens and then also these options um, and these option contracts that you were talking about. Uh, so it sounds like, you know, you have a lot of different products that are really differentiating yourself from others in the space. Um, when you think of the standard exchange, uh, you've got, you know, your, your buy and sell options. And then obviously it gets a little bit more complex if you're trading on something like BitMEX. Um, so I appreciate you kind of giving us a rundown of some of the products that you guys have. And then also the fact that, you know, you kind of are trying to make this easier for everyone to understand, um, which is a huge thing in my opinion. Um, I have a lot of people when I speak to them who just don't really understand how simple things like leverage work. Um, the fact that you guys are trying to make it easier is, is something that I really respect. Um, you know, Thanks. yeah, of course. Um, you know, there was one other thing I did want to ask just about the exchange in general, because I've actually had um, the founders of one other exchange on. Um, it's a smaller exchange. I'm not going to name who it is. Um, but we talked about, you know, everything that went into creating the exchange. And we talked about, you know, this two year long process um, that, you know, everything that went into it. Um, so could you just give us, you know, kind of like a quick, you know, just recap of, you know, how much time has actually gone into creating this exchange? Yeah, absolutely. So, and, you know, it's been a lot of work and it's, it's been a relatively short time period. You know, we started work about a year ago, but we've, we've put a lot into it. And I think that, you know, obviously they're sort of building out the, the code base, um, which is one big piece of it. Um, there's figuring out how to market it, how to get customers, how to present it. Um, there's managing sort of the operational end of it, you know, everything from, you know, uh, interfacing with customers, handling support tickets to, uh, you know, thinking about how, you know, how to describe our, our products, what to put on, on our Zendesk. Um, there's 
uh, you know, a lot of sort of quick pivots that we need to make in terms of exactly, you know, what the products are. Um, there's a lot of, you know, trying to gather customer feedback about things and then implement it and sort of trying to cut through the noise and, and handle the fact that, you know, different people have different preferences and, and, you know, we'll often get, you know, some people saying, obviously we should do it this way. Other people say, no, you should do it this other way. And, you know, figuring out uh, what, what to do there when, when not everyone agrees about something. So, um, so, you know, I think that those are all sort of things that go into the process, but, you know, I would say the biggest thing is that like, in order to make it as good as we can, it's just a ton of work. Like we just keep doing things, you know, we keep rolling out new products, new competitions, um, new features. We keep interfacing with the community and uh, uh, and just sort of keep trying to to tweak it in ways that are that are you know sometimes big and sometimes small. Okay, perfect. So I, I appreciate you kind of giving us the background and what's gone into making this exchange. I mean, you touched on a couple of things there that I kind of want to elaborate on a bit, and that was you know, getting customers and these kind of competitions that you guys are having. Um, because I've noticed, you know, this new trend, maybe it's not new, but I, I've definitely noticed it a lot more recently. And that's kind of the this whole idea of gamification in crypto. Um, and you guys have this training competition that is, I, I guess, currently going on, or it may be, you know, a couple different competitions, um, but you have the Battle Royale. So can you just give us a rundown on what that is? Um, and what's at stake in these competitions, some of the prizes that people can win, and then how, like the role of gamification um, on crypto that you see, you know, kind of in the future. Yeah. So, you know, I think that obviously there's a lot of things that are, that are being gamified in the world. I think it, it tends to make things engaging. Um, and, and as you said, you know, Battle Royale, which is our, our big sort of trading competition coming up next month is one example of this. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that in general, ways to give people quick feedback about how they're doing, ways to make it, you know, more lively and engaging and ways to make it more interactive with others in the community, um, you know, often really make the experience sort of more more exciting for people to use. And so I think that's, you know, that's definitely a lot of what we're thinking of there is just like, you know, it's, it's fun, it's engaging. I think that it makes it... Um, uh, just a lot more more exciting to, to, to be using the product and and to be trading uh, crypto and and so I think that's sort of the, the the flow that we're thinking about there so I mean I, I've definitely with some of these even like short competitions that you guys are currently running like uh, the 48 hour competition that you guys just had um, you know I, I've seen a lot of buzz and there's been a lot of buzz on social media and I think it's been fun and engaging like you're saying. Um, and one of the things that I really like that you guys are doing is that you can stake FTT on different traders. Um, and, you know, the guy who won your last competition, uh, Cold-Blooded Schiller, I actually had him on. And he's the next episode that I'll be dropping this coming Monday. Um, and I cool. think, yeah, I think he's got like 50 people or something like that. It could be more now. Um, but yep. it, it gives people who aren't trading, you know, this kind of way to participate and you're really getting the whole community involved in a way. Um, so can we just talk yeah, about... Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I mean, it, like you, I think you guys are doing a very good job of... It's, you know, there, I think there's two ways to get people on the exchanges. Um, and one way is to do, um, you know, just a straightforward referral program. 
and I've seen some success with that. I know you guys do have a referral program that you're running as well, um, but I, I don't think it's as successful as when you have these kind of competitions where people want to sign up and they want to prove themselves to the community and it really gets everyone involved. Um, but before yeah, we... I, I, to- I totally agree. Yeah. So, I mean, before we move on, can we maybe talk about some of these prizes um, that are involved and can you kind of give us, you know, the specifics on the Battle Royale and how that works? Yeah. So, um, you know, the first thing I'll say is, you know, if you go to, to FTX.com, there's a tab at the top for Battle Royale and you can find, you know, all the details there. But, uh, but you know, I think basic answer is that, you know, it's going to be a month-long competition. It's going to be, you know, starting up, uh, it's basically tomorrow. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, basically there's going to be, you know, something, a few hundred thousand dollars of prizes handed out during it, in addition to very generous referral fees and, and things like that. Um, and, uh, I, you know, basically there's going to be prizes from everything, for everything from trading well to having a lot of people sort of uh, staking you as a trader, which means basically, you know, kind of rooting for you, backing you, and betting that you're going to win, to, you know, staking the people who do, in fact, do well, um, to then, you know, a, a lot of sort of random prizes for, you know, uh, you know, trading a particular type of coin or, or, you know, making money trading this product or something like that. Um, and so there's going to be a bunch of small prizes to win. A lot of these are our FTT-based, which is our exchange token, but, we're, you know, we're also handing out everything from, uh, uh, you know, Battle Station, which is sort of the, you know, computer setup we use here with a with, uh, computer and monitors and desk and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, a bunch of other sort of uh, creative non-monetary uh, prizes as well. There we go. So there's, you know, there's pretty much, there's a chance for everyone to win something here. It sounds like you guys are just giving out yep. prizes left and right. Um, but there's that big prize, the, I, I guess, in total, you guys are giving away a couple hundred thousand dollars. And uh, for anyone who's trading, that's, you know, got to be, there's got to be a big draw there. Um, so I'm looking yep. forward to the start of this competition. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but is it each week the bottom 50% get knocked off? So uh, that is actually, we'll have a more definitive policy there. We're actually just reviewing that. And, and the reason basically is, you know, some of the feedback we've gotten is like, it's kind of lame if you get knocked out. Um, yeah, you know, that, that makes a little bit of sense. So uh, we'll, we'll have an announcement very soon about exactly how that's going uh, to work. But, you know, I think basically what, what we're leaning towards now is that there's going to be sort of a grand prize, you know, for, for uh, you know, sort of an ultimate winner, which which will involve something like, you know, some percent getting knocked out from con- contention for that each week. But everyone will still be able to participate in, in the rest of Battle Royale and uh, be eligible for the other prizes. There we go. I really like that you guys have taken that feedback from, I don't know if it's from the community or just from the team, uh, but even up until the last day, you guys are making changes to make sure that this, you know, kicks off without a hitch. So I really appreciate I think in general, yeah, you know, in general, I think we're pretty excited to be, uh, to be making changes. And I think, you know, we think there's a lot of gain to be made from making changes and that, you know, as long as you're generally responsive, to people about them, you know, the quicker you can iterate on these things, just the better the product ends up being. 100% agree there. Um, and you know, it is the community, it's community based, you know, these are the community is going to be the ones out there trading. So, you know, to take their input and implement it really speaks to 
who you guys are and the exchange that you guys are trying to be. So I really appreciate you giving us a rundown of not only the exchange, but then this competition that you've got going on. I'm really excited to, uh, you know, see how that plays out. Um, specifically because I did have cold blooded chiller on, you know, not even a week ago and he got me really <laughs> hyped on it. Cause he, I don't know if you guys are in talks at all, or if you know the standings, but he hit, I think it was like a 23 X or 26 X in two days, which is, you know, unreal. Um, yeah, he, he, he had, he had quite, quite a good period. And I think he's had a number of good days too. And the, uh, the current Moon or Doom Challenge. So Yeah, yeah. So this last one that I think is just ending or did just end, um, him and like a bunch of his buddies who all kind of had the CBS in their name, I think they took, you know, second or third through like fifth or sixth. So yep. they just had a bunch of people up in the, on the leaderboard killing it. So I'm super stoked for that. Um, so this, this starts tomorrow, like you were saying. Um, there's obviously got to be, you know, a longer term vision um, so is there anything in the pipeline that you're super stoked for in the next 12 months? You know, what have you guys got going on for the next year? Uh, so there's a bunch of shit. And, and I think that like, you know, just, and some of this is, you know, there's a lot of things we want to do and we're not sure exactly which of these we will do. Um, and some of this is, is getting feedback from people. Some of this is getting feedback from legal counsel. Um, and some of this is, uh, is just playing around with the products. But, but, you know, I think that, you know the things that that are sort of on the docket to consider doing in the next 12 months or so um you know obviously sort of the standard things like continuing to build out the customer base you know launching more sort of versions of the current products you know futures uh, on more tokens things like that um so you know th there's sort of the standard stuff of course um but uh you know sort of outside of that i think that like you know, one thing obviously is we might build out the option space more. Move is sort of our first listing in that area, and we're going to see how that goes. So far, I think we've been happy with with, with the rollout. Um, but you know, that's one thing. I think that you know another thing is uh, uh, we're you know considering various prediction market type stuff. Uh, it's you know not a given that we're going to do that. That that's something that we still have to coordinate on uh, the legal implications with uh, amongst other things. Uh, but you know, it's definitely something we're considering. Um, you know, I think another thing that has been you know somewhat under consideration are things like hash rate features, um, uh, other things that we're thinking about building out the the spot markets more. Um, and, and then uh, you know, maybe a last thing that I'll talk about is uh, is coordinating more with other exchanges. And so, you know, uh, you could see that obviously getting FTT and leverage tokens listed on other exchanges is, is one of the big things there. Uh, but there's a lot of other areas for cooperation as well. And that's sort of another thing that we're pretty actively working on behind the scenes. And, you know, no, no, no announcements there yet. But, uh, but, you know, we're optimistic that, uh, that uh, some cool things will come of that. Of course, of course. It, I know it's it's always hard when I ask people this question because, you know, everyone who's building these businesses, they really want to make sure that, you know, their I's are dotted, their T's are crossed. And so they don't want to be like, hey, this is what we have coming up. But uh, I just want to go over some of that stuff that is, you know, at least on your mind and stuff that you will be working towards. Um, you ah. talked about growing your customers, uh, you know, futures on more tokens. You talked about building out the option space and also these prediction markets. Um, you talked about hash rate futures. Sounds like there's going to be some really fun stuff. 
Um, and then last but not least, he did talk about coordinating with other exchanges, which I think is immensely important, uh, not only just to get, you know, FTT on other exchanges, but for a number, number of other reasons. Uh, so it sounds like you guys have a big year. Um, and with this competition and the way you guys have launched, you know, this first six months, you guys have really hit the ground running. So I'm excited to see, you know, where your exchange grows and how it progresses over the next year. Um, well, we are too. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm stoked for you guys. <laughs> um, and again, I really appreciate you coming on to talk about all of this stuff because it really allows your users to kind of see your vision and also see, you know, what went into creating this exchange and it kind of gives them that background that they want and need. Um, so before we, you know, end, I usually like to end with some sort of tip um, from my guest because, you know, I consider you guys the expert in whatever field you're talking about and whatever topic you come on to talk about. So you're you're the uh, CEO of Alameda Research. Like I said, you guys have... You know, you've got like 7K in profit just on the BitMEX leaderboard. Um, so you guys are obviously killing it. So if you want to dumb it down for us a little bit and just give my audience your biggest tip on becoming a profitable trader, I think they would love that. I would love to hear it from you um, and really get into your mind. And then a second question, less of a tip, um, but more of a suggestion um, can you give us one reason and your biggest reason for why you think people should make the switch over to FTX? Yeah. So I guess on the first one, you know, obviously there's a bunch of different types of trading and they all have sort of, you know, different things are, are important for them. And, and part of this is figuring out what type of trading, you know, you're going to be doing. Uh, but I guess what I'd say is, you know, whatever whatever trade, and obviously, you know, not financial advice is just me bullshitting here. Of course, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but, but you know, figuring out what trade are you doing? Where's your edge coming from in it? Like, why do you think it's good? And and really honing in on that, really honing in on like, what's the thing you're doing that other people don't know how to do or, or aren't as good at? You know, what's really kind of your advantage here? What's the angle you're going for? Why do you think that works? And, uh, and sort of what's your evidence for that? And, and sort of holding yourself to a pretty high standard of accountability there. And really thinking about like, you know, I'm claiming that that I think this trade's good for these reasons. Like, is that really true? Has the evidence borne that out? Keeping detailed history of your trading to see if, uh, you know, if, if that really does seem um, seem to be true, and and sort of, you know, not letting yourself just ignore all the bad cases and just focus on the good ones. Um, and and if it doesn't seem to be working, sometimes, then you know, trying to think about like, what's I, uh, you know, do I think there's still a trade here? And if so, like, what should I be changing about what I'm doing? Um, so I don't know, I, I think that's sort of, you know, in general, the advice that I give and, and obviously, you know, for more specifically, it depends on whether you're doing like arbitrage or quant trading or, uh, you, you know, or sort of swing trading or, or what, um, one thing I guess I'll say on arbitrage which is something we've thought a lot about is always be careful about the details. Often the, the, the devil's really in the details here. And, you know, if you think you see an arbitrage, make sure that, uh, you know, make sure that you can actually withdraw the coin from both the exchanges, or if it's a futures contract, make sure you know what it expires to and that it's basically the same thing. Um, you know, make sure that you're thinking about, you know, fees, obviously. Make sure that you can actually do both sides of the trade, that you can do them at the same time for the same size. Be careful about, you know, if there's a fiat currency involved, whether that fiat currency is actually withdrawable from that exchange. Um, you know, these are sort of issues that we run into a lot. 
Um, and, uh, and, you know, often a trade that seems very good will end up being bad because of these details. I really appreciate that. Um, Before we get into that second question, because you did go over a lot there, I just want to recap it because I think that stuff that you just touched on is insanely important. Um, with regards to just more of the general sense, uh, you first need to figure out, you know, what kind of trading you want to do. And then after you find what type of trading you want to do, you really need to hone in on your edge and, uh, you know, explore why you have an advantage. Um, and then after you figure out what your edge is, you know, explore why it works and then hold yourself to a very high standard. Um, I think this is crucial. Um, and it's funny because, you know, with your new exchange and this trading competition and making trading kind of more of a fun thing, uh, I think a lot of people lose sight of how much work, effort, and work ethic is needed to become a profitable trader. So I like that, you know, you can have all this fun stuff <clears throat> and run these kind of competitions, but at the end of the day, you really are, you know, focused on this this very strong work ethic and really, you know, double checking everything to make sure that you can be profitable. And then you did mention the arbitrage, um, arbitrage trading and it's crazy because, you know, if you look at, especially, and you guys are doing things a little bit, you know, more big time than I'd say I was. But when I look at, you know, even just specific exchanges, um, you know, coin prices are, they fluctuate so wildly and there's such differences from one exchange to the other. Um, but then you talked about how you really need to double check that everything is okay with the trade. Um, for example, you know, I'll see, I saw at one point link was trading chain link was trading at like $4 on one exchange and on every other exchange, it was a dollar 50 or something like that. This was a little while ago. Um, wow. and yeah, it, it was wild. And I think the reason that it was, was that one, it wasn't open to most traders, you know, in the U S and other countries. And then two, they weren't allowing withdrawals at the time. Um, and so there, that, there was that cause for that wild fluctuation in price and that wild difference. Um, and I think a lot of people rushed into it trying to get, you know, trying to make some money off that, <clears throat> the arbitrage opportunity there. Um, but it really wasn't there. So I appreciate and you. You've realized, you know, you can only do one leg of the trade. You, you can only buy and not sell. And, and there goes your arbitrage. And now all of a sudden, instead of doing arbitrage, you're just betting links going to go up, which is not what you're trying to do. Exactly. No, no, no. Um, so, okay, you, you gave us some wonderful tips. And then do you think you could also talk on that second topic, which is why, like the biggest reason that you think that people should make the switch to FTX? So, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, one part is that we just have a ton of things other exchanges don't have, you know, from the uh, futures on, on a bunch of tokens like BNB, HT, that, that a lot of places don't have, to, uh, you know, the index features, to leverage tokens, the move contracts and so if any of those are exciting to you you know we'd love to have you there we're rolling out new stuff every week we're trying to be super responsive and and you know create the product people want the margin system it's super easy you just have one account you can put dollars bitcoin eth tether ftt in it uh and that can power all of your futures trading um and uh uh and and, and you know we're we're, we're going to keep growing and keep getting better and keep keep building new features that that people want and so uh you know especially if you're excited about now i'd say uh you know this it's uh only up from here 
There we go. So yeah, you, I mean, I, I asked you earlier in this conversation, can you just give us some of the products that you guys offer? And a lot of those products were, you know, products that are not offered on other sites. So I guess that is your main selling point right there. Um, one, I don't want to say it's a criticism, uh, but I think a lot of people are skeptical when new exchanges pop up uh, with regards to security. Can you touch on any of that, you know, kind of put people's minds at ease there? Absolutely. So, you know, we have a standard sort of hot wallet, cold wallet setup where the hot wallet, uh, you know, is backed by outside funds. And so that's, you know, not user money at risk there. Um, we'll, you know, full, fully reimburse that um, and, uh, you know, have funds set aside in, in you know, in the event of, of a hacking. Um, and uh, and then the other thing that I talk about, which is sort of key for derivatives exchanges in particular, is managing uh, clawback risk because, you know, for derivatives exchanges, more money was lost to clawbacks than to hacks, you know, last year. Um, and and so, you know, basically a big thing is like, do you run into cases where, um, you know, there's a, a giant liquidation, it gets on, uh, you know, unfilled, and then there's, you know, an account that goes bankrupt and, and the other users of the site are kind of stuck holding that bag. And so we've, you know, put in a bunch of work to trying to prevent that, to trying to, you know, really design, um, uh, you know, design a, a liquidation mechanism that's resilient to that. And, uh, you know, we're pretty happy with what's come out of that. We, you know, haven't had any clawbacks ever and, you know, hope that, that you know, we, we never will have to do that with, um, you know, combination of, of liquidation orders, backstop liquidity providers, um, insurance fund, and, uh, and sort of thinking hard about exactly what, what margin parameters make sense. There we go. So you touched on, you know, two of the big things there, which is this ability to manage the clawback risk. And then you talked about the fact that the you have hot and cold wallets like every other exchange pretty much and that they're backed by non-user funds. Um, so that pretty much puts my mind at ease uh, when I'm looking for an exchange. So I really appreciate that. Um, now, before we go, I did put up a tweet um, just saying that I was going to have you on and uh, I, I wanted to do a little Q&A at the end. So if you're cool with it, do you think I could just rattle off some of these questions that people ask? Go for it. Okay, a lot of them are, you know, the Twitter community is pretty, uh, I don't, I don't want to say immature, but uh, immature in a sense. <laughs> um, so I'm going to read off all of I'm them. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm going to read off all of them and you can just laugh them off and we'll move on. Um, but Trader Keck asked how he can bypass KYC, um, which obviously uh, we're not going to answer. Um <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There's that. Let's see. Um, Kinbit asked, or he said, in a previous interview, I didn't understand. Uh, is Alameda using quant strategy also on BitMEX? Like, for example, long Bitcoin, uh, short ETH. So I think what I'd say is like potentially where, you know, in, in general, Alameda has a has a reasonably hedged book. But, uh, you know, especially on short timescales, it will sometimes use quant strategies. There we go. Perfect. Thank you. Um, the whiskey guy, he wants to know what kind of product do you use for your hair? Ah, uh, yes. Head and shoulders. <laughs> head and shoulders. Okay. Um, this one's actually a little bit more important from seven, eight, nine kryptonite. He says, where do you see the longevity of your coin going? And that's FTT. So I think, you know, the biggest things obviously are, you know, sort of the, the buy and burn, um, you know, of, of a third of the, the fees and, then there's also the you know fee discounts for holding uh, FTT on the exchange. 
Um, there's a bunch of other things too, and there's FTT staking for Battle Royale, and you know, we'll, we'll keep doing things like that, get tighter OTC spreads, um, and um, and you know, we're going to keep tacking more things onto that over time to make sure that it, uh, you know, that that it really is an important part of uh, of you know FTX. There we go. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so only price action asked. Um, have you ever thought about quitting trading? Is there anything else that you would do if you were to quit trading? Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's a time when I almost uh, stopped to go work um, at a charity, actually, and you know, I think that uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, there's a chance that at some point I, I uh, you know, go back to that, and I think that you know, in the end, a lot of the reason that I'm doing sort of trading in the first place is to have uh, to have money to donate to to charities. So right on. I really respect that, um, and I know the community will as well. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, Beagle Boy BTC asks if you guys are planning on opening a merch shop anytime soon and then dropped a picture of the 100 FTX condoms that you guys gave out. <laughs> uh, it's definitely something we're considering. I think it's, you know, mostly bottlenecked on figuring out exactly how much operational work is involved in shipping things. Um, uh, but I think it's definitely something we'd like to have. Right on. Perfect. Um, I feel like a lot of people, when, when I think of merch, I think of Binance and their hoodies and uh, everyone's screaming for a Binance hoodie. So I think you guys would be, uh, I think a lot of people would be stoked on that once you guys get that up and running. Um, Psycho on Wall Street wants to know how much you squat. Uh, oh boy, uh, <laughs> just say not very, not very much. Okay, perfect. Um, we got a real question from US Goose. Um, and that is, does Alameda do VC style investments or is it purely active trading? It, it has been purely active trading. I think that like somewhere on the one to two year roadmap is thinking more about VC style investments. Um, and I think that uh, it's, it's an area that we're, you know, moderately excited to get involved in at some point. Okay. Um, but, uh, but that, you know, so far have not done. Okay, so investigating the idea of it, but haven't done so yet. Um, and then he had another question, is how long did it take to build FTX? We talked about that. Um, and then he also wanted to know how long it took you guys to actually break into the top 10 on the BitMEX leaderboard. Um, I know you guys have been running for about two years, but how long did it take once you hopped on BitMEX to get up there? I mean, so there are a few accounts. I think in general, you know, the, the answer is something like... Uh, you know, something like to eight months has been sort of the time period for the accounts I got there. Um, and, and, you know, there's been a bunch of accounts over time. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen those two up there for a little while now, at least. Um, but okay. So like eight months or so. Um, and then cold blooded chiller actually just dropped some questions not too long ago. That was earlier tonight. We touched on some of them. Uh, so I'm not going to ask them all. Um, but let's see, we got our Bitcoin pairs still being considered for the platform. Uh, yeah, they are still being considered. It got put on the back burner a little bit, partially because we're rolling out a bunch of other stuff and partially because it turns out to be a little bit trickier than we were anticipating to do it in a way that's clean. And we're still not sure exactly what we're going to end up doing. We might end up doing this custom page where you can basically specify a linear combination of or, or ratio of coins and trade that, but 
Uh, but we still have to decide exactly what's going to happen there. We still do think we're going to do something like that at some point, um, but but I don't know exactly what form it'll take. There we go. Perfect. Um, and then he's also got the question. I don't know if you can answer this. I don't know if it's even, you know, you're legally allowed to answer it. Um, but are there any other con- coins under consideration for adding? Uh, yeah, for adding futures on? Yeah. Um, I think that, like, right now, I would say that our focus isn't particularly on adding futures on new coins. I think it's more on um, thinking about should we list move products for the other tokens on the site? Should we, uh, you know, things like that? Um, you know, there are a few coins which we've thought about, and I think that, like, uh, you know, there's some sort of uh, mid-market cap coins that, that we'd ideally like, and I think, like, Ada, Stellar are some of these. Um, and um, and so I think that we're we're sort of considering adding those, but it's not a super high priority right now. I think that we'd prefer to to uh, to build out things like the you know, move products on the current coins and maybe list a couple other index features. Okay, perfect. Um, and then he did also ask about you know the gamification of crypto um, and the gamification of crypto exchanges, which we did talk about. It was kind of one of our main talking points. Uh, so we don't have to get into that again. Um, and then the last question uh, was from CryptoCrine, and he wants to know if FTX will have a chat room. Uh, so FTX, uh, uh, what you mean by a chat room exactly? So, you know, we do have obviously a Telegram group, and there's also a troll box, so the troll box is not very heavily used right now. There we go. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he was talking but, about some sort of troll box, but... I mean, it may just not be heavily used at the moment, so maybe he... It, it is not, and there's usually like five people on it or something, but... There we go. Okay, um, and then you mentioned that you guys do have a Telegram, so um, I think that pretty much wraps up all of the Q&A. I really appreciate you sitting down and, you know, kind of going through all those. I know a lot of them were kind of silly and uh, more of just like a joke question, but I did promise that I would ask them all. Um, and so I, I did have to ask you all of those, and I appreciate you um, giving us straight answers on all of them. Um, awesome. Yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps everything up. I got all of my questions answered. If there's anything else that you wanted to add or want my audience to know, um, please. I, I, I think we covered everything, and I think we did a great job of that. But if there's anything else, please, you know, have at it. I. Cool. Well, I, you know, thanks, thanks so much for having me. This, this was fun, and um, I, you know, and thanks for for all the questions. And I, uh, you know, obviously everyone can feel free to to stay in touch with us on on Telegram, on Twitter. Um, we have a WeChat group uh, for Chinese, and I, uh, I, uh, you know, obviously you can also email us or whatever else. Perfect. Yeah, I'll actually have a link to all of that in the description of the show. So I'll have the Twitter, I'll have the email, I'll have the um, Telegram group and the WeChat as well um, so that they can get in contact. Um, So again, I really appreciate you coming on um, and taking the time to kind of just talk to us about your exchange, Alameda Research and this competition that you guys are running. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode. And I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful or it's been inspiring to you in any way, 
I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media, um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.